Howdy, folks, and welcome to the Esoteric Gaming Podcast. This is a weekly podcast detailing some of our insights and opinions into the industry of gaming. I'm Pear, and with me, I got my two co-hosts, Lex. Hello. And Dez. Hello, hello. And so today, I'm going to start our discussion with an article I read about the Destiny 2 game director responding to a complaint about player burnout and how that's a very real thing in the industry of gaming. It's something that gamers deal with as well as developers deal with. And so we're going to take a look at that. And then after that, uh, Lex is going to take us down a deep dive into Nintendo hard mode where everyone gets a prize. So Grandpa Lex, he's going to complain. <laughs> What's on my notes here? About how much easier everything is today. And he's going to do a comparison about should games be really hard so they keep playing to should games be easy so that they keep playing. And then finally, Dez is actually going to start a multi-part series this week. And he's going to talk about the theoretical future of community-driven MMO gaming. But mainly he's going to talk about some of the technologies that would need to be in place to support that. And sort of the kind of the age-old questions on how people would make money. So topics such as game engines, network, server hosting, moderation and cheating protections and things like that. So get ready for a multi-part series on that. But... That is all we have today. So let's start and take an esoteric dive into the world of gaming. So this article I found, uh, it kind of hits home because I, for like Destiny 2, I was there when Destiny 2 kind of came out in 2017. That like, I don't even need to like, throw it like have a piece of notes because i know this this game so well and i would say that destiny 2 is a game whereby i had played it for oh my goodness an ungodly amount of hours like almost two thousand hours between blizzard and then steam like steam has me at a thousand hours and blizzard probably had me at like a thousand hours as well and now lex you also said you played it when did you start playing destiny 2 so yeah i think we played in 2019 or 2020 so and, what period of time would it, this wouldn't have been forsaken so forsaken was already out was this um shadow keep yeah shadow keep sounds right like where we're at the moon yeah right yeah that shadow keeps the name that i remember going going around at the time and then so. des did you ever play destiny 2 i have not no okay so you're you're fresh oh my goodness wow you really uh you should have, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great game. And I mean, the funny thing I'm, is, is I'm ready to start a brawl by telling you you're lucky, Des. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, fair enough. But there really was, interestingly enough, almost what I would consider like two eras of Destiny 2. And maybe in one era, it was split up into half, like, like era one, like 0.5 and then era one, essentially. And then what we also had was now we're in the second era of Destiny 2. And suffice it to say, the second era, large in part, is what's really going on in this article. So this article is from PC Gamer, and it really talks about um, sort of what's happening in the second era of Destiny 2. So the first era was uh, kind of run, the ship was helmed by a guy by the name of Luke Smith. And Luke Smith was kind of like, 
if you want to think of him, he was like the town hero of destiny. He was like the guy that like scored, scored the winning goal at the soccer game and everybody's lifting him up on their shoulders and being like, Luke Smith, Luke Smith, because he was actually instrumental in writing uh, one of the greatest raids ever made in destiny, destiny history, which would have been King's fall. Like everybody, if you ask any destiny player that played King's fall back in the day, it was like the definitive raid, right? Like it was the one that everybody keeps talking about, which I mean, you know, Lex, I've heard you talk on the podcast repeatedly now a few times about just like how memory, like memory and nostalgia are powerful, powerful tools. And to like essentially discredit that or like ignore that it, it, it's, it's, it can lead to a game's downfall, right? So if nothing's, if nothing's memorable in a game, people won't play it very long. They won't. 100%. 100%. And I think, you know, it's funny you you say that, and maybe that's kind of the thesis statement that we're drawing here to some degree. So what happened originally was Destiny 2 came out and it was an absolute flop, right? Like just like everybody was talking about it. And it's funny because Dez and me decided we took, we kind of shared notes this week and we kind of decided to do a two, one punch here with our topics because one of the biggest definitive complaints about Destiny 2 was it was too easy and it was it was so easy to play this game and complete the campaign and and even people say that the raid was fairly easy to some degree which i mean i don't know i love the leviathan the leviathan was my favorite raid but say la vie so essentially what happened in this era was they kind of worked on the dlc model still right so there was no season pass none of this jazz going on but what happened really was um there was this era where they followed the DLC model of gaming, right? And we we had Osiris follow, uh, what was it called? Oh, I'm blanking on the name. Let's call it Osiris. They had the Osiris DLC. Curse of Osiris. Curse of Osiris. Thank you. That's that's why I hire you, Lex. Uh, <laughs> um, and they also had Warmind, right? So they had this DLC model. And then essentially Forsaken came out. And it was like legendary considered to be legendary right and then we had shadow keep and all this jazz but over time it, it one of the big things i would say was they shifted like the company shifted significantly towards more of the standard sort of battle pass seasonal model right and that's era number two so we went from era number one being kind of dlc and everybody enjoying it but the biggest issue behind the DLC, and I will say it's an issue, right? It's an issue that is prevalent today. And this is something that I think we should discuss is with the DLC model, it you get this like this, this like almost like heartbeat burst of content. It's like, bup, 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 bup. and in between there, it's, it's tough to keep people. It's almost like an alg- It's almost like a YouTube algorithm, right? Where the YouTube algorithm punishes creators for like, like leaving large chunks of time between their uploads, right? Same thing here where it's like, you know, the game gets really exciting, Curse of Osiris, and then it dies down again. And then Warmind, and it dies down again, right? And and then you get Forsaken, dies down again, right? And so they... That's sometimes used to advantage, though. Oh, 100%. There is a... McDonald's famously keeps bringing back the same sandwich. And like years ago, I had a manager explain that this is because the demand only lasts so long, right? There's, it does. There's this, 
and then and they take it out and then people sort of let it go and then it jumps back so a little bit of a heartbeat model isn't always bad it's i suspect it's worse for the developers than it is for the players because the developers struggle with am i going to get all the players back am i going to keep monetizing it but from a player perspective it you you play something you come back to it later it's new it's fresh it's exciting but here's the big thing uh, let me let me argue this though i i slightly agree but but <laughs> you might laugh at this lex but gamers aren't like that anymore right gamers expect and gamers like developers have to compete with multi-billion dollar operations aka via Fortnite. like you might be like really pair you're drawing that comparison but yes i am drawing that comparison because like you have a scenario here whereby Fortnite or Warzone or any of these other kind of AAA titles are popping out content like it's like one of those like magicians popping out like the the scarves out of their sleeve and they just keep coming and keep coming and keep coming right and well, I would argue not even AAA, but like people have huge Steam libraries with like eighty percent of the games they have never played. There's more game content out there than is possible to play. Oh, let me let me give you a counterexample. For the last seventy years now, television has operated on a heartbeat model for pretty much every show, other than just the ones that they grind out every day. You you have you have a ten or eleven or twenty episode season. You have a long period with nothing. People come back every year, so I don't think that I, I don't really buy that that people will just okay. give up and forget about it. I think if you wait five years, <laughs> I think that's different. No, if you do what yeah. Avatar two today, like we had a movie come out ten years later, right? <laughs> yes, but Preach. but the reality, yeah. The thing is, is you can you can keep interest if you do it cycled correctly like people are okay with yearly cycles I mean, it's 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 actually almost human right the the changing of the seasons football i mean think about it football in america plays half the year baseball plays three quarters of it but all of them have time off all well, of and them i have i would know. argue that enhances the That's uh right. you know because it's like when football is in season like everybody gears up for it there's they anticipate it then you know, there's the the preseason games, and then there's the uh, the season, and it warms up, and then you got the playoffs, and like some oh. version of that. Okay, okay, whoa. But, but one of the biggest complaints people make about the shows, like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, was when they went from a weekly format to a multi-week format. Burnout happened. If you push the content forever, people get burned out. I think that may be what happened here. And here's You're the pushing- thing, though, guys. Let's uh, so I agree. I agree with what you're saying about TV. I agree, but I'm going to counterpoint your counterpoint. Get ready for this. So let's talk about TV. Like Survivor. I actually just finished up watching. I don't know if you guys watched Survivor, but I finished up watching the last season. Uh, the finale was last night, right? And you're all familiar with Survivor. I'm sure many of our listeners are as well. Even if they're not like super familiar, they know the concept, right? Yeah. And so Survivor just did uh, their finale. Right. And it was fantastic. It was like, wow, that was a great episode. Like great season. Great, great job, everybody. Now, would I watch that repeatedly like all the time, like every week? I probably would. Right. I probably would. But you're right. The content would all of a sudden start to falter. But okay, get ready. Here's my here's my I'm I'm rearing up for a swing here because here's where it goes. I'm not a survivor. Okay. 
I'm not a survivor. And this is where you're like, okay, where's your point pair? I'm not a survivor. So that means though, that my livelihood, my, my reputation, my whatever have you not is not determinant upon survivor being on all the time. Right. I, I understand that survivor will end and then it'll come back. Right. And it'll do another season. The problem, the problem is though, is you get games, right? You get gamers that have these like gamer influencers and these gamer influencers, their livelihood is determinant on the game popping out content all the time. They're like news anchors, right? You know how like, you know how it was like the six o'clock news and then all of a sudden it went to the 24 hour news cycle, right? The same thing, right? It's like you have these influencers out there which are now are being like, so like Dado, for instance, Dado is a very, so for those that don't know Dado, he's a very prominent Destiny 2 content creator. And I would argue, large in part, that he's kind of carved himself in such a way that if he tries to enter any other game sort of degree, his community is just not really following him. He He's I, stuck in a rut, unfortunately. I, I actually saw a creator... Um who did uh, Amy Shira title who does uh, Apollo stuff. She's actually a historian and she switched uh, topics. Apollo? Uh, Apollo mission. Uh, this She's like, a, it's a, she had like a million people listening to her talk about the details of Apollo missions. Oh, okay. She's continuing. And then she switched topics. And I just saw a video from the other day talking about how much that cost her. Like the audience just was not ready. It just would not accept a change in content. And so I, I believe you. But the thing is, the influence doesn't pay the bills. Like, I, why would death, just to get back? Wait, wait, wait what? Topic, Sorry, what was that last? Statement? The, the influencers, influencers what? don't pay Destiny Two publishers bills. Why did Destiny Two change the model? Like, well, no, no, they... no, because because okay, I, and I'm not talking about you, you're right. You're right. You're well, actually, you might. Okay, I, you're right. But you're right on one hand, but on the other hand, you might be slightly, I'm not saying you're wrong necessarily, but I'll, I'll, let me take it from this angle here and see if I can sway you. You, you can you can call me wrong. I, I promise <laughs> you I won't take it. <laughs> no, it's not that you're wrong because I don't think you're wrong. You're, you're, you're right on one hand for sure. But here's the other prism that I'll, the, the, the angle I'll take with it is that influencers attract people to destiny right? Influencers that are the ones yeah. that attract people to Destiny. And so by and large, now here's the thing. If Dado all of a sudden start, stopped playing Destiny 2, like I've stopped playing Destiny 2, but let's say that back in the day when I was like hardcore into Destiny 2, if Dado all of a sudden stopped, I wouldn't give a crap, right? And I don't think a lot of people would. Now here's where we go with it though. There is these kind of influencers. And it's funny because Des, I was actually, this was my topic I was going to bring up uh, if, if you weren't able to make it due to illness tonight, but it was the idea about influencers, uh, and their effect on the, the marketing of games and the effect on things that, that are problematic to games. Cause here's the biggest thing is, so you got somebody like, uh, I won't name a name, but we all, we can all think of somebody in our head right now of an influencer out there that like switches games like every 10 seconds. Right. And to me, that's, that's like, they're not adding anything they're adding maybe to their audience and they're they're kind of like scraping like like a th fine they're like a fine knife just scraping a slight bit of the audience from that game and taking them with them onto their next game right but they're not there to be part of that 
game audience, right? They're not there. And so it was like, it's funny because one of our first podcast episodes, we chatted about the game scavengers. Now, lo and behold, I'm like I said, I'm not going to name names here, but lo and behold, I looked up scavengers, like YouTube clips to under, like under, like research the game again and understand it. Um, there was some pretty prominent influencers that I'm like, well, they didn't do anything to the game. Like in the sense that like, just because they started playing it, it, it didn't like save the game from oblivion. Right. And, and so we have a scenario here where you talk about Lex, why did all of a sudden it go from era one to era two, where it's like era one DLC and all this era two, the seasonal model. And now the burnout that's happening. Right. And I would say that it really was maybe a sign of the times, right? In the sense that influencers require content all the time. They do. They require content. If they're going to stick with a game, they require yeah, content. Here's the, here's, I think the, the key is that, um, for example, let's consider Minecraft for a moment. There is Minecraft has been at the top of the content creation in gaming multiple times for extended periods of time. And Minecraft hasn't fundamentally changed. Um, I also follow content creators for on uh, Rocket League, which the game, again, hasn't fundamentally changed, hasn't really changed hardly at all in years. So are Still you thinking that there is like some sort of secret? Are you wondering, are you asking me what's the secret or are you... Like you're gonna tell me the secret. I have I have a, a thought. It, the thing about Minecraft and uh, the content creators that I follow on Rocket League, it's not the game content itself which is driving their content. Their content, they're taking the game and creating content in the game. Like Mr. Beast got into Mr. Beast Gaming, got into doing a whole bunch of uh, Minecraft content. Um, way, 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 way after like Minecraft have been popular for years and years and years and years. And then they, they just took their, they made their spin on it, which was a very interesting take on, you know, interactions in Minecraft and they did their own thing with it. And so, but whether you have a game like, uh, destiny two, where the thing maybe, and you know, other games like it and an, an MMO of a certain type where a raid is a thing. Well, once you've done the raid, what are you, are you going to go do it again? Probably not. No, no, you will. Oh, yeah. Maybe players, players of that type that I think this is the problem, right? You just, people, people do the same thing over and over and over and over and over for days. Now I eat the same meal every day from lunch to the point where the lunch people like laugh when I show up and they get my meal ready they actually play a game. Can they get my order right without me ordering it? So I have a coffee place like that. Yeah. So it's what I do. Same coffee order. So it's this thing, right? I go to the same place and eat same meal pretty much every day. It's a habit. I'm, I'm not the only person to do it. But I also realize that every so often I have to change it up because I will get a slight preference change over time. But the thing is, is that our, our brain is designed to find that repetitive. It just is like there's this survival mechanism that the more you see something, the less you see it. Like it, it's try to it, like the first time you see something, you're, you'll you'll see it. You'll be amazed. And if you put a picture up in your room, notice how after like a while you don't even remember the pictures there because your brain just says it's there. It's normal. It's 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 like a really simple, basic thing. Don't focus on what's always been there. Focus on what's changed and might kill you. Right. Just 
normal survival stuff. But well, and we, that's the thing about these MMOs and these raids is they don't change. Yeah, but but what's interesting is the game, and I'll be fair, the game designers have done an excellent job of making a highly repetitive activity interesting, even though it's repetitive. Now, I will admit that Destiny 2 to me, when I played it, so I'll give you my experiences. First of all, it it felt like I was playing a cash register game. A lot of things were clearly monetized, which was a big turnoff to me and my friends. We We grew up in a different era, let's put it that way. And there was nothing Destiny was doing that we'd not already seen. We played for about three weeks. And it says something about us that we just, we've seen it all. And we're just like, this is the same bland, bland game we've always played, which is why you, every time you see Pear talk about how much you love it, I'm like, I don't get it. I don't see what's so special. To me, it's just the same boring game I've played for 20 years and I'm done with it. And even worse, they want to they charge me for all sorts of stupid stuff, right? That was that was legitimately my opinion was. It's like they were hiding all the interesting things around money and the, product, the, inter- the stuff they had was repetitive and boring. And I know a lot of people did not feel that way. Well, if you're going to continue to create content about something, the, the thing about it is it has to be um, a continual increase in... There has to be a way for a content creator to... Um, explore different facets of the game. Like you can run raids multiple times and create content around it if you're doing it in interesting ways, like doing it faster, doing it well, with less resources, <clears throat> doing it with, um, you know, a different combination, like trying to do a raid without a tank, like you know, crazy stuff like that. Deliberately making it deliberate difficulty. And here's the thing, though, is we. So it's funny because I'm hearing what you guys are saying, and 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 it conjures a. a it conjures a metaphor or maybe a conceptualized, a hypothetical scenario here, right? Where it's like, I think about like a toy car, for instance, right? Like, or actually, no, let's go with this. So what would you rather be happier with? Like, what's going to, what are you going to play longer with? Are you going to play longer with uh, like a, like a scale replica of the Millennial Falcon? Or are you going to play longer with a 5,000 piece scale model of the millennial falcon right and you talk about minecraft and all this stuff right why yep. are some of these games such as valheim fallout skyrim why are they still being played to this day and like sky like i think of like fallout 3 which is even older than skyrim and it's still being played to this day by people because large in part you can you can inject and it's gonna sound funny to say you can inject some brain matter into it Right. In the mm-hmm. sense of mm-hmm. modding, in the sense, like you said, and so back to the back to your thing about like, so when when Destiny 2 was um, uh, Curse of Osiris period and we actually called it, we actually called it funny enough, we actually called it the curse because it was like the worst time to be a Destiny 2 player. Um, one thing I got involved with was speedrunning. And speedrunning raids. So you talk about like you're right. You're bang on, yep. Lex. I think Lex, you mentioned it. Like, why would you run a raid again, right? Or Des, you mentioned why would you raid, raid it again? And you're right. Once you have all the guns, once you have the god rolls of the guns you want, why would you run the raid again, right? And to see it from that perspective, that's a very sort of like consumeristic perspective. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying it's well, yeah. And my point was there. You have to level up. You have to it has to become more challenging in some way. You have to be able to make it more challenging for yourself. 
because once you've done it, you're not going to go do exactly the same thing again. Well, with a certain exception, but people yeah. do people do that when there is something rare. Um, I had a friend of mine back in wow, gosh, 12, 13, 14 years ago, who wanted a particular mount. And it was rare, it had like a half percent drop rate. So he spent like two weeks just repeating this thing over and over and over until he got the drop. I don't think yeah. he'll ever go back there ever again, right? So so there are ways to, to create competition by creating barriers. One of the reasons a lot of people repeat raids in the guilds that I've seen is because people still need the gears. So pe yeah. people still need the stuff, right? Yeah. And so not everybody's done and, and everybody's just kind of helping everybody else out. So there's a sort of artificial means of creating willingness to repeat it. I agree with the premise though. You know, it's it's the mathematician's joke about I've already proved it once. I don't have to prove it twice. I don't know if you've ever heard any of those jokes. I'm not going to tell them yeah. here, but but it's one of those things that if you've already done it, why do you why would you do it again? Is a, a I, legitimate thing, right? And I think one of the things from this article that you linked that's really stuck out to me is that the the season model that the Destiny Two is on right now. It, the big complaint is that it feels like the exact same formula every season. Well, and it's interesting you bring it up because what they do essentially, and I felt it, I, I have felt it, is they take similar or similar game. So the raid, for instance, so they did the raid, right? And and so, like I said, so enter stage left. So like I said, Luke Smith was, the, was kind of the original and, and he was good. He was good, but I'd say he might have overstayed his welcome too long, right? And enter stage left. So it's funny because Joe Blackburn, who is this guy I'm going to talk about, uh, he went over to Riot. So he went over to Riot Games to help them out. And then he came back over to Destiny 2, probably with a sizable pay increase. And now he became the game director. And I would say he gets it. He gets it. So Lex, you mentioned that Destiny 2 is too easy. They actually added, um, so it's really cool, they added... Um, like a legendary difficulty to the so the campaign was always a joke the campaign the the joke being the campaign was always get it done as fast as possible as so you can actually start playing the game because nobody gave a crap <laughs> right I, no, I really was. An, by the way i want to have an entire topic on how that is the stupidest thing in every one of those games no 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 but here's the thing like, it's just, switching oh, sorry sw it drives me crazy no 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 it's like if, if the end game is the game why do i have to do everything else yeah exactly um write that down lex um, no, I, no I, that's literally my, my my motto for these things it's like if the end game is why we're doing it then why don't we just start at the end game yeah and game designers insist on not making it that way i still don't understand why so the thing is though is um what was i gonna say i've lost my train of thought Sorry, I, took, I took you off nope. topic no 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 all rant. good i don't have any notes in front of me so i'm just i'm i'm, I'm kind of reading off a blank slate hey, you're, here you're, you're, you're winging it tonight i'm winging it uh no he, the what's it, uh legendary so legendary yes. difficulty yeah. so joe blackburn wrote this legendary difficulty for the game and it turned the campaign into a raid and it was a freaking blast and a half to play this game on hard mode for the first time and i was like yeah, we got this like special emblem at the end of it. And I felt like an absolute mad lad. Like I was like, yeah, like I did this. And like the cool thing was, is I showed up to my raid crew. Like I showed up to the raid crew and we all had it. We we're all like, what up? Like we all got this raid emblem, right? And we're like, this is like, we all did this hard, right? And it was like, this is the thing. The biggest issue with this, and here's where I'm going to go with this. And this is where we're nearing actually the finale of our, this topic, which is a, maybe I'll do a two-parter here. This I'll do this, turn this into two-parter. Um, 
was the idea. So there was a Reddit post, a very legendary, and I've never seen a game. And, and Lex, you can probably speak to this. That there probably was a game, but let's just say a game in my lifetime that I remember where it did something like this. So essentially what happened was the curse. It was during the curse period. And it was a really bad time to be a Destiny 2 player. Like, right? Nobody was playing Destiny 2. It was just terrible and well, what have you not. And there was this Reddit post that came out for an update. They called it, it was the one point. I still remember the update number. That's how legendary this thing was. The 1.2.3 update. And it talked about some, like, some nerfs, some buffs, some what have you nots, right? No big deal. And we were thinking that what happened was... And we actually joked around at the time that like some like intern at Bungie like 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 slipped this in underneath the door quietly without telling any ex- execs because it was so like legendary and so crazy. But essentially, it was called the Whisper of the Worm mission. And what it was, it was like a secret exotic mission, and and it started from a random Reddit post. I kid you not. This was not like they didn't announce this. They weren't like, hey guys, there's this mission. This random Reddit post was like, hey guys, um. I I've opened this black portal and I, I went inside and I'm in this lost sector. I think I'm in a glitched lost sector because there's this timer and, and like it led to this massive, crazy cool mission that like was legendary. And I would say that that was the day that destiny two was saved. That was the day that, that they all of a sudden had a spark of brilliance and, and made this game phenomenal. Right. And unfortunately we just don't have that in Destiny 2 land anymore. And I'll give you some I'll give you some examples. And and the biggest issue is as I think so Joe Blackburn's at the helm now and he's doing some good things. I will say that, but the seasonal model, the seasonal model is the seasonal model is the egg. Okay, the seasonal model is the egg whereby it's the thing you eat, right? It's the thing you consume. It's the thing you do. That's cool. But if you just eat an egg over and over and over again, you're going to get tired of it, right? Mm -hmm. And so the thing is, is these secret missions, these special things, these special events are the salt and pepper. They're the things that make the egg taste good time and time again before you have like a different, a new like uh, launch, right? And so with the seasonal model, the biggest issue really is, is that Two is that the battle pass is just so there's actually an article I read from game biz that talks about this, that the battle passes in today's world are just so lackluster and that the battle passes large in part for major kind of triple a games, such as destiny two or others. And it's funny because Fortnite gets it. It's weird that we live in a world where Fortnite gets the battle pass model. Cause they originally, not they themselves, it was originally from Dota two that it came from, but I mean, they were the ones that really pushed it to the forefront. And their big thing was like, so in Lex, you can probably speak to this a little bit more because you you understand this intricately. And it's it's the first time I'm hearing about this, but we talk about whales, right? They have money whales that like, you know, all they do is spend money and, and bada bing, bada boom, right? And so the biggest issue is if you have a battle pass, and I was thinking about this today as right before the podcast. If you have a battle pass, and I'm going to ask you guys, what's the problem here? Okay, so so get ready. So what's the problem with having a battle pass whereby you can purchase all the levels to 100? What's the problem there? There is one huge critical issue with that. Now, well, maybe there's two. There's two. But if you can name one of them, I'll give you a gold star. I don't know. 
I mean, my initial reaction is if I have a battle pass that gets me levels one to a hundred by paying, why, by paying, why am I going to ever, what, why am I going to play one through 100? And if I have, if I can't afford the battle pass, then I feel like I'm just grinding. Yeah. I'm going to talk about that later where you deliberately create a problem and then sell the solution. Right. It's, it's, I mean, that seems to be the world we live in today, where companies are like, hey, we'll just solve your, we'll create a problem, we'll just solve it, here's, just spend some money, right? And, and to me, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I've, I've said many times, and you like to repeat it, see, the journey is the whole reason to do it. So, yeah, skip, skipping the journey is mindlessly dull to me. And, of course, there's competitive balance issues, which I'm sure shows up, but uh, I mean, we're I talking about cos cosmetics, generally speaking. We're not talking about I, like game changing things here. Yeah, I don't fully understand the benefit, like exactly what buying hundred levels gets you enough to be able to answer this question. Like, I don't here's I and here's the crux. Here's the thesis. Here's my PhD. I have a second PhD thesis now. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> You're not going to get to play PhDs. You got to write a hundred-page paper with an advisor. <sighs> you just, nope, don't get it. Zero points. Oh my goodness gracious! Um, so here's it. It 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 all it all has to do with the influencer. It all has to do. It all boils back down, funnels back down. To this is an influencer-friendly decision and nothing more, nothing less. That is my hot, as Paris hot take Look, for that's, tonight. That's, that's the same reason why half the games out there have a really good start and then the middle game is empty. Because yep. the influencers aren't playing 20 hours into the game. They're playing 10 hours into the game and getting everybody to buy it, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, so yes, that's a marketing trick. And, and, and let's go a step further here. Uh, what was it? Diablo 4. Diablo 4 just announced their whole thing and that you can pay like it's like $30 more and get the game four days quicker. Like it like you get it four days before everybody else, right? That like early access thing. And I'm like, good, but really it, it benefits it. Here's the problem with it all. It benefits money whales, but it doesn't benefit time whales. And I would go a step further to argue that you need kind of like the force you need a balance between time and money whales and so like i said joe blackburn he large in part has been um sort of the new town hero and i would say that his moves that he's making have been fantastic moves they've been really great like the recent raid that they released was just an absolute like stellar raid like, oh my goodness, like we should we should do it one day. Like, I should take you guys through the raids. Like, it, it really is a fantastic like it blew my mind. It, it it was like probably the best raid they've ever done. I was like, I, I I can't I was like, I can't see them beating this. I like it's just so incredible. Um, so that's that. Now, Joe Blackburn, he kind of said in in a recent Twitter bit that he just kind of said that he's essentially heard people, people's complaints and stuff like that. And generally speaking, when Joe Blackburn says that, he means that, right? The thing is, you talk about, and back to your point, Lex, because I think it was a very good point, a very interesting point. So I'll finalize with this as my conclusion, is um, what are the design choices that they're going to make or could make in order to kind of bring people, like, 
how can we inject a little bit of Minecraft inside Destiny 2, which is hard to do, right? Because it's like, yep. it's a very sort of like, we develop the content, we make the content, you you consume the content, that's that's the rules, right? But I think the one of the biggest issues, large in part, has always been is them not embracing the community's sort of spirit, if that makes any sense. Like, I'll give you an example. So, and they have, they've done, I, I, to say that they've never done this, would be a very misstep. They have done it in the past. Um, some things that have been kind of like they've embraced the community spirit has been solo flawlessing raids. So you can solo flawless these, these are not uh, raids, my pardon, uh, dungeons, dungeons. And you can mm. solo flawless these dungeons. And that is a hardcore activity. You get this uh, like special emblem and that's like bragging rights. Like if you solo flawless a dungeon, it's like, oh, you're a hardcore player. Like you're intense, right? And yep, so it's like that's skill. It's a skill base. It's a skill base. Exactly. Some other things though could be in the sense of like injecting a little bit of Minecraft in Destiny 2, could be doing leaderboards, right? There is already leaderboards in a third-party website called Raid Report, but doing leaderboards inside of the game, like if you went to the tower, you could see what clan that season has done the most raids. Or you could see what clan has the top PvP score. Or you could see like these kind of big, like yeah like like clout things and like that would that would be a first i would say step in the right direction towards con but i also think another thing really would be is like adding a little bit of tabasco sauce every like every once in a while like not all the time because then you get tired of tabasco sauce but doing a whisper of the worm mission because the biggest issue that has been oh you guys are gonna love this so they did this like crazy secret mission we're talking like next crazy secret mission whereby i kid you not everybody in the community we're talking like thousands of people submitted like a very like like think of it like an nft so they submitted like their like their their picture to this like large community map and essentially they mapped out this like gigantic procedural maze i kid you not this happened where they found this pattern and they're like okay so there's this map Oh my goodness. And so everybody's coming together and like working together. There's this massive Excel spreadsheet, bunch of nerds, right? And it's cool, right? And people are having fun. But do you know what the uh do you know what the prize was? Um so so Whisper of the Worm. Whisper of the Worm was one of the best sniper rifles in the game. It was like an unlimited ammo sniper rifle. It was crazy, right? So that was the prize for Whisper of the Worm. Uh Outbreak Prime, which was the next exotic secret mission they did. Uh, released a pulse rifle that did like these spawn little like mini orbs things. It was fantastic. It was a great rifle. So for this other secret mission that they did, dun dun da da, a weapon that really really oh. sucked like really hardcore. Like it was like it was like oh that's the weapon. Okay, and the worst of it all was so whisper of the worm we didn't know about right whisper of the worm we were like. Oh, like we didn't know about it. And then Outbreak Prime, we still didn't know about it. We were like, Ooh, what is this going to be? This weapon that they re they they uh, they released a day early, they already announced that they were releasing it, regardless if we did this or not. So it was like, uh... oh, okay. Like, so, right. It's just like, it fell on deaf ears because I just think they don't understand, right? And it's it's tough. It'll be interesting to see what moves Joe Blackburn does in the future with the Destiny franchise. Uh, it is a massive, like as we all can attest to, uh, any MMO is a massive ship to sail, and it yeah, takes yeah, it sure. takes uh, tons of crew and tons of 
navigational prowess to to navigate a ship of that size, right? So, I think he's got his work cut out for him. But it also doesn't turn on a dime. It doesn't. Like, no, you know, he, he may he, he may have heard the feedback, but that doesn't mean that tomorrow it's going to be different. Well, and he may have heard the feedback and heard the feedback and heard the feedback, and then he's like, "Okay, you know what? We're going to act on this now." But right. we already have seven months in the pipeline. Right, which exactly, is tough, exactly. Right, and then you have to explain to people like, well, why didn't you act for seven months, Joe Blackburn? Why didn't it act? Because, and I I actually know this, like I work in advertising where we do have things in the pipeline, right? Like we talk about pipelines all the time at work and it's like, it's a lot more nimbler. You can shift things around. But if we were talking about massively scaling that up to like, to millions of dollars and things, yeah, like to all of a sudden just like navigate something really quick, that would be tough to do. Right? So, yeah. Anywho, I will, uh, yeah, we almost came to an hour on that segment. So I will be trimming that up quite significantly. But uh, thanks for the discussion, guys. I no, mean, no, no sad, uh, no, no diatribe against the death of Blizzard. Gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's great, guys. I appreciate the, the commentary and all this jazz.